This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Tempest Fabrica, a version of Time, is visual artist Amar Shahid's first solo show. Named after the artist's most significant series of works, this exhibition aims to encapsulate the 12 years of art making that has gone into Tempest Fabrica and is also a glimpse into newer works. So today on the show, I'm joined by the Kuala Trunganu-born artist and art graduate from UITM. He's going to tell me more about this. Welcome, Amar. How are you today? I am fine. All right, thank you. Lovely. Thank you so much for joining me today, Amar. So, wonderful works. You know, I was having a look at just, I only saw the pictures of it. I have oh, yeah. yet to catch Thanks. it, but yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Um, I guess, you know, maybe we can just talk a little bit first about how you got into uh, art. You know, what led you into becoming an artist? You know, uh, yeah, how, how did that happen? Well, of course, uh, it starts from very small. Uh. Mm-hmm. I had a very uh, keen interest in art from very small, but my formal education started in UITM. Yeah, after my uh, STP and then. I go to UITM for formal education and then just snowboard from there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. So that's been uh, since, I mean, since university, right? And you made that decision, like this is something that you really wanted to pursue from a very young age? Yes, yes. Uh, this is the, the decision was made in, at a very young age, of course, but of course I didn't know what fine arts <laughs> was. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I just know that I wanted to, to make art for a living and do it professionally and Found, found out the way to university. Uh. Okay, uh, all right. So when you were younger, right, I mean, did you, I mean, how did you actually start uh, practicing art? You know, was it from school? Was it, you know, somebody else influenced you? Anything like that? Well, I started by uh, making my own comic books and selling it to my friends. Wow, okay. <laughs> and my comic books was in Chinese because I was in Chinese school. Oh. So, so, so that was my first uh, experience in actually making art and trying to sell it and Make quite a money for myself like, as a kid. Like, <laughs> well done. Yeah. I tell you, the entrepreneurs, you know, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. that, that's yeah. And then uh, when uh, I make the point that when I'm uh, learning in university, I make the point that I'm going to try to break into the industry and doing exhibitions while still uh, learning as a student and so on. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I was reading that you work with both conventional and also experimental media, right? So there's yeah. oil, there's epoxy, printmaking. Uh, you also engage with traditional craft techniques like Japanese, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, kintsugi? kintsugi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Can you tell me about that? Well, kintsugi, for me, uh, I, I wouldn't say that I'm an expert in the field, but I'm just dabbling. But uh, I'm, I got influenced when I was a junior conservator at uh, Islamic. Uh, museum, uh, Islam Art Museum. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, they had a very, very good, excellent uh, conservation department over there. Okay. And uh, I did a short stint over there, but uh, I learned a lot about conservation and how it goes. And more importantly, I learned about the philosophy behind conservation, Western style of conservation. Mm-hmm. So th- that's when I learned about this different understanding on conservation and craft, the difference between craft here in the East and the understanding of conservation in the West. Lah. Okay. There's something like that. So, so. Okay. And what about, why did uh, why do you like working with other media such as oil, epoxy, or oh, printmaking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, ideas comes first. Mm-hmm. Ideas come first in my work and then uh, I let the medium dictate itself. If the idea is best presented through, let's say, uh, in video form, then that's something that I'm going to pursue. Mm. So that, that's to explain uh, why in some of my works, in uh, for example, like in... Uh, previous young contemporaries mm-hmm. in Balai. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to do a video game, a single edition video game inside the arcade cabinets. And so wow. so that's, uh, I decided that this particular idea needed to do, needed to be done justice in such a medium. Mm-hmm. So that's why I pursue it. So that, that's how I came 
came by uh, doing all sorts of media. Mm-hmm. So to open, so like you said, idea first, and then you just see what works yes, best with yes, that yes, uh, to to bring idea that. Idea first, yes. Yeah, to bring that idea to fruition. And yeah. I, as you mentioned, you know, I mean, you uh, you mentioned Balai, and you were a finalist for the Malaysian Emerging Artist Award three times. You you won in twenty twenty two. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's con- a, that's my fourth time. Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations! I was known in the circle like. Uh, the, the guy had, who who been <laughs> in the competition the longest, eh? it was, <laughs> yeah, the, the most time. But uh, what were some of the works that you produced? Uh, you know, for the uh, MEAA. MEAA. Uh, for the the most recent one is the works from my the, uh, for my series in this current series. Okay. Uh, photographs from mm-hmm. the archives that my father took. From mm. 60s until 90s. Okay. And yeah. so, yeah, that is, I mean, I was reading uh, that your late father, Salihuddin Manso, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a photographer. Uh, talk to me a little bit about him. Uh, you know, how did he come to you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was uh, an educator. Mm-hmm. He was an educator uh, who had a very keen hobby in photography. Oh, so photography was just a hobby part of it? It was just a, photo, uh, just a hobby. Uh, but but uh, he started, I think, back in uh, when he was in university. Mm-hmm. He was uh, part of the uh, what they call Sidang Redaksi, which is uh, the the publication for this university, right? So yeah. he was one of photographer, and that's when I think he started to document things around him. Mm-hmm. So this being the sixties and early seventies, he was always almost always at the right place at the right time because a lot was happening back then oh, in Malaysia. Yeah. And he was in Kuala Lumpur, and uh, he came to Mal- uh, he came to Kuala Lumpur right after sixty nine. Oh, uh, right okay. after 69, when things were starting to cool down and then efforts towards integration was being proposed and so on. So, yeah. Okay. So that, that theme of integration, I mean, that also, I mean, because I was reading, you know, like and like you said, you went to a Chinese school, but you grew up in Kuala Trunganu. So there was also a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, you know, differences in, in, I mean, cultural differences and things like that, that you had to contend with when you were growing up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was born and grew up in Kuala Tengganu at two different times but uh, I wouldn't say that I'm actually from Kuala Tengganu because okay. my father was a, was an educator right. uh, he, he moved around a lot okay. every three years or every six years so we've been through uh, all sorts of uh, states all over Malaysia because okay. uh, he was I don't know maybe he was, he was uh, this some kind of wanderlust I don't know <laughs> yeah, he, li- <laughs> he likes to change every now and then and because uh, so uh, that's why uh, I, I have uh, like ample exposure to a lot of cultures in Malaysia. In East Malaysia, it's different. Mm. In West Malaysia, it's different. So and you went to East as well? Yes, yes. Okay. And the East Coast also is different and the mm. West Coast also is different. So in particular, in uh, different ethnicity, they will have different way of interaction with each other. Yeah. Okay. So just going back to um, okay. So this this current exhibition, right? Like we said, twelve years and and yeah. still ongoing, right? And uh, uh, very much, uh, I guess, uh, inspired or influenced by your father's considerable archive of photographs, right? So I mean, what are some of the photographs? I mean, why were you drawn to those photographs in the first place? What are they depicting? And what have you done with that through your artworks? Right. So uh, back when I was uh, a conservator. Uh, my my real aim then was just to archive and uh, scan the photographs, digitize them, archive them, archive the physical prints, okay. uh, put it properly inside conservation box or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, over the time, I was uh, in love with the texture and the actual physicality of the object, and then and then started to found uh, themes of happenings in the photographs, mm-hmm. okay? things that I didn't notice before, right? Such so, as? Such as uh, events like um, parades in KL, 
during okay. uh, early 70s like uh, things like uh, national not necessarily national parade but Maldoroso parade parades uh, and then uh, things like uh, my fa- uh, photos that my father took when he was uh, riding around his bike <laughs> in Semenanjung you know uh-huh. something I would call like a conservative hippie <laughs> I call him a conservative hippie so uh, this this things that he he documented things around him mm-hmm. uh, he 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 because his thesis was about orang asli okay So he he goes into the interior and photograph them. Mm. So I, I got to see a, a quite a rare part of the Orang Asli. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. So did you ever manage to follow your dad on any of his trips? Did he no, ever take you? No. Never. Okay. 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 <laughs> so so this was you living through uh, living, I guess, vicariously almost right through his photographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was seeing uh, things that interest him. Mm. Things that maybe uh, he kept for himself, lah. Mostly, uh, most of the time, yeah, he's a very conservative dad, uh, as, as we all have, right? Yeah. He thinks that he always kept to himself, but maybe not uh, really project it to his kids. Okay. You know, okay. that's a the typical conservative dad, uh, So, so as I was living it through his pictures. Mm-hmm. And understanding what he likes the most and things like that. Okay, so it must have been very interesting for you as well, right? Discovering the side of your dad and yeah. what he was taking. I mean, and like you said, there were some themes as well through his photography, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so I do understand that you you've also like you've reframed them as paintings. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Why why was that something you wanted to do? First of all, uh, I, I was interested in materiality of the object, mm-hmm. in in the act of actually copying. So I treat all of my paintings not as a painting, but as a, actually a sculpture, a 3D object. So if I'm uh, actually trying to emulate and copy the all the damages in the actual, actual photo print, all the damages, all the cuts, uh, all the water damage or whatever, then that's um, what I'm going to copy. Mm-hmm. So th- that's why it came to be that uh, it started. the series started as just a conventional painting on stretchers or whatever, but over the time it evolved into something that is going to be mounted on boards, And then later this year, I'm going to use uh, other uh, other materials altogether, things like fiberglass, just to have actual like like looking at an actual photo print on on the uh, on the wall. Wonderful. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. And and what is it like that you are trying to? I, I mean, aside from you know your father's uh, photographs and what he was researching, I mean, what are some of the other things that you are trying to uh, explore, uncover through this uh, body of works? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, because I I had a very conventional uh, Islamic upbringing, mm-hmm. so we had this. Uh, we, uh, we as an artist always always had the conflict of trying to do the trying to negotiate with things that are permissible and things that are maybe uh, considered edging on some kind of blasphemy. Okay. Right. We always want to avoid uh, being idolatrous. We don't want to copy uh, images of uh, living things and so on. So I was trying to negotiate with these things, always on the edge of, uh, is this permissible? Is this not? You know, uh, if I am just doing the act of copying, because uh, because the fact is, the, 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 the confusing fact for me is that, okay, uh, when I came to conservation, I understand things as materials. Mm. So I, uh, the description for painting And photo print is actually the same. Okay. They are actually pigments and or dyes suspended on a surface. They actually have a, s- the same technical uh, description. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but but somehow uh, photography is considered permissible, but painting is not. Mm. So I wonder why is it so? Is it the act of uh, human intervention, or is it is mechanical reproduction okay or? If I treat my hands as just another mechanical camera, a very slow camera, <laughs> would it would it be okay? I don't know. So that was what that's what I'm trying to negotiate. 
okay. being on the edge of definition. Okay, and you know you've—it's been twelve years, right? You've been working on this, and you have exhibited. Uh, this is your first solo, but you have exhibited some of the works in previous exhibitions, right? Yes, Group yes, exhibitions. Yes, yes. What are some of the reactions, or you know, um, from from people? Uh, anything that surprised you, perhaps? You know, from what the what the viewers actually how it, the viewers actually interpreted your artworks? Yeah, uh, the first thing they notice always is about nostalgia. Mm. Right? They always interpret it as something of a nostalgia because that's something I actually uh, consciously trying to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, these things come and go and you, you sure. cannot really help it. And, uh, so, yeah. uh, but uh, the things that most interest me uh, uh, when it comes to engagement with the viewers is that when they notice that this is an actually uh, historical things uh, ha- happening inside the photo. Okay. Like on the last show, uh, one of the painting depicted the late Tun Razak and actually his son Nazir Razak okay. was there and he, he said that the painting, this one may have been him inside. So he may remember being in the procession or whatever. So oh. this, this back and forth about history is something that uh, I find really enjoyable. Okay, yeah. okay. And it's triggering memories for people as well, I yes, suppose, yes. right? You know, this, uh, yeah, okay, that's interesting. And in this particular solo exhibition, I mean, what are those, some of the works that you are exhibiting? How many works are there? Uh, and as you say, it's ongoing, right? So there's yes, a, yes. so it's something that you're going to continue doing for a while. Yes. Okay. Well, actually, I was trying, I, because it's already, it's already been too long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually, I have been moving on far before even before the show okay. I just want to put a dot and like an end to the chapter okay. and moving on okay. but of course uh, here and there maybe in the future if I do one or two uh, one off work is fine but okay. it's, it's just me saying that okay this is it uh, I've done this and I've shown uh, also in the current show uh, I also show uh, some newer works Near, for towards a new direction, something that I would like to pursue next. Huh? And what is that? Uh, that's going to be the more graphic designs and Showa era album covers, ah. and also also uh, the use of symbolisms and me mm-hmm. trying to explore on the more uh, semantic side, linguistic side of things okay. In, okay. In, in in painting. Okay, because you do a lot of art writing as well, isn't it, Amar? So oh, is yeah. that yeah? So are you trying to marry those sort of interests also into your artworks as well? Yes, yes. Uh, because I was in Chinese school, I was a, I'm a really linguistic-oriented person. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I was literally, uh, so when it comes to the point that I had to learn about paintings, I treated visuals as just another form of language. Mm. So uh, if I did interpret visuals as another form of language, I was asking myself, what can I do mm. with this? So my answer to myself was that I'm going to apply uh, semantic shift in my works. Okay. Meaning, uh, semantic shift meaning uh, the gradual change of meaning of a particular language over time, okay. like, like words or any 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 visual elements and so on. So I was using uh, different kinds of visual elements, uh, visual visual symbols that was uh, traditionally used for something else, but I was trying to change it. So I was trying to initiate a sort of semantic change, okay. semantic shift in my work. Okay. That's, that's the new direction I'm taking. Okay, and, and looking also at, I guess, you know, semiotics as well? This, you know, yes, yes, semiotics okay. as well. Yeah. Okay, all right. And, you know, creating all of these artworks, right, has that been any sort of like a cathartic experience for you, you know, especially in, in relation to, I don't know, your relationship with your father or your past or anything like that? I wouldn't call it a release. It's more like I'm always on the edge. Oh, okay. <laughs> Particularly okay. when it comes to the linguistic part because I was trying to change uh, something that had... Uh, had, had a proper meaning in another context, but maybe a blasphemous meaning in other. Mm, okay, okay. So I, I was treating it as a 
uh, it's a very dangerous proposition. Mm. Actually, uh, maybe by some, at least by at least to me. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I was always on the edge of uh, asking myself, is this okay? Is this permissible? Uh, okay. uh, if I'm trying to initiate a change, how should I do this? Yeah, so okay. it's like me always walking on knives. <laughs> it's a very dangerous tool. Uh, this the the, the 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 ability to uh, apply semantic shift. It's a very dangerous tool, but. Because you never know how it's going to be interpreted yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it always had to come with context. People will mm. always uh, try to misinterpret things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. More so over in the, the era of misinformation that we had today. And <laughs> it's very hard to be able to have people sit down and explain. And mm. so. Okay. But you, of course, are always open to have conversations with people, right? Yes, yes, when sure. they come to see your, your artworks. Yeah. Yes, sure. Definitely. And I was reading also that you're interested in the debate on how AI is replacing human creativity. I mean, and that's a huge, I mean, I've just been hearing a lot of artists saying like, no, AI is not going to replace, you know, the work of visual artists. Is that something that you're interested in as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something that I'm planning to do, maybe something next year. Okay. For me, uh, well, my take on AI is just, it's just another tool. Mm. People, are, I think it's uh, the, the dangers of AI, at least in the art department for now, is, is something that's kind of overblown. Uh, because I, I was thinking that maybe like, Hundred years back, uh-huh. when uh, more than hundred years back, uh, when photography was invented, people said that photography would replace painting. But we never see painting actually go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the same thing goes for uh, when when, window, when Windows ninety five, Windows ninety eight was very successful. Yeah. They said that the CRT screen would replace papers. Yeah, <laughs> in exactly. the office, kind yeah, of, but, yeah. but but that's not the case. Uh, so the AI is the same thing. It's just uh, maybe it's just making some menial tasks. Uh, easier and more cost-effective. Right? Mm-hmm. What it's replacing is just the, the menial part of the job. Mm-hmm. More like more like maybe uh, artists that are doing, uh, let's say, uh, product design or maybe uh, background design, animation, whatever, very menial mm-hmm. task. And that, mm-hmm. That's what AI are replacing. But artists always say that they are challenging themselves, but when it comes to AI, <laughs> I don't know why they are so afraid <laughs> of AI. Because th- we can see that there are some artists that actually uh, embrace the change and uh, using AI is just a tool. Mm-hmm. So it's a question of how you use the tool and how you make the best of it. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so again, that's something that you're going to be exploring in your future works as yes, well. Yes, yes. Okay, excellent. So this current exhibition, though, that's happening over at uh, Cult Gallery, am I correct? Yes. Uh, and you just had the opening on Saturday. How did that go? Did everything go well? Uh, yes, okay. everything goes well. And uh, um, but it's better than I expected. Cult Gallery is doing uh, very good justice to my works. Huh? Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. And the exhibition is uh, actually ongoing and it's happening right up till the 1st of June. So we've still got just a little bit more time. Uh, I do know that a viewing is by appointment only, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So just need to get in touch with uh, Cult Gallery. So Cult Gallery is located at 10A Pesiaran Bukit Tunku. That's in KL. Uh, they do have a Facebook page and Instagram page. I think you can just get in touch with them uh, and, and I guess an appointment to come see them, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we are also having another talk. Are you having a talk? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yes. This Saturday at Cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's four pm. Four pm. So uh, just contact the gallery and uh, we can sit down and talk. Okay. All right. So just get in touch with the uh, Cult Gallery. Uh, yeah. So uh, and that talk will involve you and anyone. Yes. Just uh, me and uh, uh, it's just me. Just yeah. you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So 
get to, uh, to ask you questions and, and yes, find yes. out about yeah, your artworks. Maybe uh, two of the works also. Okay. All right. Excellent. Thank you so much, Amar, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Amar Shahid. He's a visual artist. We were discussing his first solo exhibition, which is currently ongoing at the Cult Gallery. It's called Tempest Fabrica, a version of time. Do head to Cult Gallery to, to have a look at that. And again, there is a talk with Amar at 4pm. So do uh, take this opportunity to come and meet him and discuss uh, and try and discuss his works. And Amar, you know, if folks would like to uh, follow you on social media, how can they do that? Uh, we can follow my Instagram page. It's uh, anjang underscore akwan, A-N-J-A-N-G underscore A-K-U-A-N. It's my Instagram page. Okay. I'm mostly there. Okay, yeah. so all right. So the best place to follow you is on Instagram. And yes. you can also follow Cult Gallery on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, but if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.